Hello and welcome to Dead Man's Chest. Tonight's episode is a pre-recorded chat I had with Dan a couple of nights ago. It's uh, it's an episode that's probably taken us about a year to actually get recorded. Um, we talk about our favourite villains on screen. So sit back, make yourself a cup of tea and enjoy the show. I'll speak to you soon. I'm joined once again by Dan. How's it going, Mehdi? Yeah, great, man. How you doing? Oh, how's it going? <laughs> it's what it is, man. It's, it's still 2020, so we'll, we'll see. It's, we're getting there. Now, yeah. Dan, me and you have spoken plenty uh, by text or on other shows about our favourite heroes, but we always tend to hang a little bit on their villainous counterparts yeah and it, it's almost like well it, it's true isn't it that a hero is only judged by the villain against him yeah 100 percent. and there have been some really good ones but it kind of <clears throat> excuse me it's kind of gone a bit weird lately that the hero the the villains aren't the assholes that they used to be. No, no. The, I mean, the 80s were a very special time for that sort of thing. Um, I mean, I can think of, I mean, if we all take like the example that we can all probably sort of call back to, like the, the Marvel films, I mean, <laughs> the hero, uh, the villains now seem to have, they're not bad, but they have an idea that I guess on some level you can almost say, yeah, I kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah, I think a lot of the big ones, I mean, the only ones, I've, I mean, I'm not really going through all of them in my head, but if you think about the main ones like Thanos, I mean, yeah, Thanos in the comics, uh, at least the comics I read anyway, was an absolute fucking madman. Like he, he, um, wanted a court death, you know, and he did all this stuff to please death. And while you can see his motive, yeah, it's a crazy fucking, it's a crazy motive, man. Like, it's, it doesn't make any sense. But when you look at the MCU one, you're like, well, he's trying to balance the universe in his own way. He's trying to sort of, you know... He's trying to preserve... Yeah. What? It's, it's not right, but you get it. You know? Yeah. Uh, Loki, you, you understood. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a dick. He's trying to take the throne from his brother and he's going through crazy sort of levels to do it. But you you sympathize with him because, you know, he found out that he was adopted and he's always playing second fiddle. So he's still wrong, but you get it. Um, I don't know about many of the others. Some of the others just seem like assholes. They're not that bad. They're just like, oh, well, you know, I want to be the famous one or I want to own Stark Industries or I have, like, you know, got shot on at some point. Now I want to be better. And, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man stuff, for example, like every single bad guy in that is like a redeemable sort of, you know, either the arms made me do it or the gas made me do it. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. the one in the MCU that I actually did like... Um, 
as an old school villain was Ronan the Accuser. Yeah, but, he was just a bastard, yeah. But we didn't really see enough of him. Nah. I, you know, fact, I mean, he, he quite openly told Thanos to go and fuck himself. Yeah. I mean, I, I um, forget about Ronan the Accuser, to be honest. Like, I love Guardians, but again, I think a lot of the MCU stuff focuses mainly on the heroes, so you know, the bad yeah. guys often seem forgettable. And I know that's a big um, criticism of the MCU, but I think they're just playing it a bit smart at the moment and just focusing on longevity, really. Like, the heroes are going to keep it going. It's nice to get a really good bad guy once in a while, but... I mean, I, I, I call them Magnetos. And I say yeah. that because Magneto is one of my favourite villains who's not even really a villain. He's just the other side of the argument. Yeah. And I, I think nine times out of ten, those characters are better than the actual assholes because they do have layers and you do like them and you understand where they're coming from. My issue is just that we seem to have come to a point where that's all we're doing. Yeah. You know, and it's getting... Or occasionally we get one of those phrases I absolutely hate, the anti-hero. Yeah, I've never quite understood the term. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Because I don't oppose heroes in any way, shape or form. They're just heroes that go pretty far to get the job done, a la Punisher, Wolverine. Yeah. They're not anti-heroic. Yeah, just kind of more street justice. But yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But yeah, we've pulled together a little list of, I think, three or four of of our favorite. And for anyone listening, these are there is no redeemable features of these guys. No, they are absolute assholes from the ground up yeah in, in different ways i i will admit i just sort of looked at the list and thought they are very different but they're, they're just bastards <laughs> they really yeah. are and i i think that's the um, i mean you know we're talking you know semantics at this point but it's like when i think of someone like say i don't know the ironmonger or something or Justin Hammer or I forget Yellow Jacket. Yeah. But guys like that to me are assholes. They're like the people that I can see their motive. I kind of get it. I can kind of relate, but you're still just an asshole. You're a slimy bastard. You're just you're just that guy that wanted to be a cop so bad and couldn't make it kind of asshole. Yeah. Yeah. When I think of the kind of people we've got, like they're not assholes, they're bastards. <laughs> yeah. like they are just real bad to the core, horrible. Even if you understand their motive, like, you got to be pretty fucked up to act the way you act about it. Like, real absolute bastards. Yeah. Love it. Um, I guess, I guess, I mean, we'll have to start with yours because I think you've got the headliner with, <laughs> with Jack Nicholson. Okay. He, he's going to, Alright, we'll start. We'll start with him. Uh, I feel like he's going to be probably a long one, and next one not so much, but is probably more my favourite. And yeah. the reason I picked this one at first, I tried to avoid it because I thought it's still a comic character, 
it's a beloved comic character and it's been done several times. But then the more I was thinking about it, I was just like, but he really is just a bastard. <laughs> um, so yeah, Batman 89's Joker, to me, is everything Heath Ledger's Joker claimed to be. Yeah. That, that, that's how I see it. Like, um, when you think about the way this guy was, I mean, first of all, He's banging his boss's missus. Yep. And even the way he treats her. I mean, she could, she could kind of, you know, times up his ass nice and quick with her. Like, you know, her, her man is running Gotham underground then. Yeah. And, and Jack's just an enforcer. You know, one, one word from her and he, he's gone. Yeah, and the way he treats her, man, but I just love it <laughs> when she puts her hand on his shoulder. It's like you look fine. He just looks over his shoulder, like all snarky. Like, I didn't ask, and then yeah. looks at her hand to like, why are you touching me? Yeah, like bastard. Like you're already being a bastard. You're being a bastard about being a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> prick, <laughs> absolute prick. Um, and the the other things he like like. It's hard not to make comparisons because obviously Heath Ledger is the majority favorite of people that have played the Joker. But like, you know, he's so dark and edgy, man. It's like that guy was always going on about chaos and just, you know, I wouldn't know what to do with the car if I caught it and all that. But yeah, every step of the way, he had some sort of plan. Yeah. And it was all for something. Even if it was, you know, psychological and, and it was all for something, it was all to prove a point and all this sort of things that, you know, Joker has done in the comics, but isn't always the way Jack Nicholson's Joker man like what was he after <sighs> who knows <laughs> I mean people have watched that film tons of time forgot about it because of the dark night but if you ask people what was Jack Nicholson's Joker after a lot of them would probably say money because obviously he was gangster. the only thing we ever saw him do with money was give it away yeah like, he, he he one minute he was after Kim Basinger then he wanted to squirt a face off of acid. Yeah. Then he wanted to go around there again and he, he just left her to it and just gave up on her. Like, then he wanted to poison the city and it's like, oh, for what? I don't know, for funsies. Like, <laughs> just did it and put a commercial together for it. Then he wanted to own all the mob bosses but then he started killing them off. Yep. Like, he, just, he, he, he really was everything Heath Ledger's Joker said he was going to be but wasn't. Like, he, he really didn't know what he was doing. No. He, he used his girl's face as a canvas. Yeah. Burned it out with man. <laughs> like, <laughs> carried her around like a work of art. Drugged up on fuck knows what. Like he, he was amazing and he was an absolute piece of shit. He was um the the one thing I know is when that film was released, it did get a little bit of heat because People weren't happy that the Joker had been given a backstory. Yeah. Um, but I think it was they were only unhappy with it until they'd seen it. And then you get this guy that is the Joker. Oh uh, yeah. Through and through, man. He he's I mean, crazy. I mean, he's got some classic lines as well. And my favorite, and I've got no idea really what it's um <laughs> Which I think is... I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> um, 
I think it's where he shot Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And then as like a passing piece of like, you know, a little bit of <laughs> advice for your journey, you know, never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> He's perfect. <laughs> He's perfect, man. Do you know what? This guy I... does not know what day it is. No. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and there's there's so many bits in that film where you just can't take your eyes off him. Yeah, he he's he's amazing. He he's just a real piece of shit. There's not a redeeming feature about him other than he's fun. Which, you know, bad guys are all fun, but he he's really just horrible i mean there's really horrible i mean he's got perhaps the coolest uh line for for knocking someone off if you ever want to go into that which is (laughs) uh did you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight and you don't even know what it means i have (laughs) no fucking idea what it means (laughs) it's just like the sound of it yeah reminds me a little bit of um Jules in Pulp Fiction. It's like, I didn't know what any of this meant. I just thought it was some cool shit to say to a motherfucker before I blew him away. Like, that's it. He just thought it sounded cool. (laughs) It ran with it for like 20 years. (laughs) But, I mean, even his nearest and dearest weren't safe, because doesn't he shoot Bob? Yeah, Bob was his number one guy. He said it. (laughs) But Bob was yeah, Bob was his dude. Anything he needed, Bob, Bob, Bob. And then suddenly, what, what, what was he mad at? Because no one told him he had a fucking batwing. Yeah. He came out of his balloon. So he's like, he, Bob, yeah, he got shot him. He stole my balloons. <laughs> yeah. He just, just asked for the gun and then shot him with the gun he gave him. And then was just like, I need a minute alone, boys. But yeah. <laughs> to grieve about this situation. It's like nothing even really that bad's about to happen to him as far as he knows. Just about go about his business. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy man <laughs> it's crazy do you think anyone else other than Jack Nicholson could have done it I'm sure they could have done but not I'm glad he did it I think it, it's one of those things that the, the Joker is obviously like you know a legacy character you know and anyone not anyone like you can put several different types of spin on the Joker. Again, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix, like, they've played some amazing versions of the Joker. Yeah. As a Nicholson. Just, I I think Jack Nicholson, the kind of characters he plays, I think it's one of those things, if I was watching Jack Nicholson in something today, I'd be like, fucking hell, he'd make a great Joker. Like, just, just, any one of these characters he plays would be an awesome Joker. Yeah. Or an awesome star. And I, I think, I, I don't know if anyone else could have done it, but I think it is perfect casting. I, I've not personally seen anyone do the Joker justice to that degree. Um, I, think... I know that's arguable, but it, to me, like, I, I mean, if you look at Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix um, played a great Joker. Like, you know, what if Joker lived on your street and he was just a regular, like, you know, dude with, some mental health problems. Yeah. You know, like that that was interesting and he, he played an amazing role. But do I see that guy doing the kind of things Joker does, like what Jack Nicholson does? Not really. No. Um and, and I don't think that was a point. So that's not a critique. Um 
Heath Ledger's Joker, you know, played a great, you know, post 9-11, we're all afraid of terrorists kind of Joker, blowing up stuff and whatnot. And, you know, he played the role fantastically. But again, could I see him rolling a shopping cart down a fucking (laughs) (laughs) a supermarket all excited with dead models, like saying love that joker like nah not not really like yeah. it's a very different take it's a bit more grounded but still you know there were things i didn't like about it but jack nicholson's joker like the only critique i have um aesthetically i, I think you know it would have been nice to see a, a more slender joker but then that's you know it would have been nice to see a bigger batman but i think Michael Keaton still won yeah but in terms of character or, or writing i, I think the only thing I have with it, it's not even a problem, but same as what you said, like giving the Joker a backstory is odd. Although, I will say, even though the killing joke, which was, you know, it is still the book that everyone wants to take inspiration for for the Joker all the time. Um, while it is left open-ended, the, he doesn't remember his past and we don't know if that really is his past, what we've just read we do know the parts that Batman was there for. So we do know that he was the Red Hood. We do know that he was at the Ace Chemical Factory running away. And we do know that he ended up in a vat of chemicals and came out with white skin. So even though he doesn't have a backstory, there are some things we know did happen. Yeah. And they were actually, other than the Red Hood motive, they, they were actually in the film. So, you know, give and take. Same thing with him killing the Waynes. You know, I don't think that's a great, angle for the Joker but in the 80s where you traditionally killed your villains as opposed to let them come back for another movie yeah, I think that's probably the best way to connect the two of them and put them in this loop that you know the Joker created Batman the Batman created Joker and the Joker created Batman as opposed to you know this dance they do forever where Batman for whatever reason just keeps putting him in Arkham knowing it's got a revolving door um, I think in in some ways Batman 89 with that that little cycle of the Joker created Batman and Batman created the Joker and so on I think in some ways it could have been called lazy yeah because but in in, in that sense I mean I think from Warner Brothers point of view this was their first superhero film after Superman yeah, yeah exactly. so perhaps they weren't too sure how it's very tonally different from Superman. So, you know, you're not, you're perhaps not sure how it's going to be received. You, you know, you're not banking on the, there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. So from their point of view, it did make perfect sense to just tie it all up and it's done in one film. I also think, I mean, I completely agree with you. I think that that makes the most sense. But um, I also just think that with Keaton's Batman, whether you make sequels or not, I think it works. Yeah. I'm glad it's not part of the comics or anything like that. I wouldn't want to read a book where suddenly the Joker killed the Waynes and here he is again. Yeah. But given Keaton's Batman was very... I mean, he'd kill anybody. Mm. Uh, up until you know mid Batman Returns, where I think you sort of had a bit of growth and 
well, that's, that's a story for another time, I suppose. But, you know, he he blew people up at the Ace Chem- Axis Chemical Factory. Yeah. You know? Like, he, he does what needs to be done, which is a Batman I can very much get on board with. And I think that that Batman would have killed the Joker anyway. Joker was too much of a threat to his city, and I think he would have just done what needed to be done. And then that just would have been the end of the Joker. He just would have been another bad guy and it wouldn't have really mattered. I think making him the guy that is responsible for Batman, like even though Joker would have died anyway, like that legacy has been gone because as long as Batman's there, he's the reason. Yeah. And I think that kind of makes him more important than when Penguin died or had Catwoman died later or any other bad guys in Tim Burton's universe had it kept going. Yeah. The Joker still would have been the staple and the reason behind it. So... I think give, given that it was the 80s and bad guys died, I think it works. And 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 I love just to see Keaton unleashed on him with that fury and the way he handled it. I'm like, this wouldn't have happened without that. And I love that. So, yeah. I think it was, yeah, if I was making that movie today, uh, knowing how successful comic films could be, I'd be like, well, no way we're doing that. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad that that wasn't the case then because the end product is, pretty sweet in my opinion i think it works for the film I don't, yeah and unusually uh you had the um the guy playing the villain uh got the top spot on the poster yeah that that was um <laughs> that was a must for him. yeah he's like if i'm gonna do this this is what i need <laughs> and i need a percentage of the role do you know what i i wonder how much of that performance that we saw how much of it was the joker and how much of it was jack because (laughs) (laughs) apparently jack had his own filming schedule you know what burton wanted just wasn't going to cut it (laughs) yeah he was was jack nicholson man i was like you want me to play the joker i'm there's um, a jack nicholson (laughs) there's a, a story that tim burton was kind of writing the ending as they were filming it um, and uh, the the scene where they're they're going up the steps in the in the bell tower, yeah. um, apparently Jack Nicholson looked at Tim Burton and went, "Tim, why am I walking up all of these steps?" <laughs> and, and to his eternal credit, all Tim Burton could say was, "I don't know, Jack." And a- <laughs> apparently, the look that Jack Nicholson gave him. Was like if looks could kill, (laughs) (laughs) but can you imagine? You know, we see the Joker in in that film, and it's very much the performance. But can you imagine the Joker looking at you, hacked off, and it's real? Yeah, (laughs) especially with especially with that makeup where he's actually got the smile all the time. Like you just see the eyes looking angry, man. Like man, that Joker's the king. I, I don't. I honestly don't think, and I know I'm, I'm probably in the minority, but I don't think that joke can be topped. I, I think it was like a lot of things we talked about. I think it was that time, and I think films have just changed now. And I think you're not really going to get a real bastard like that. Like he, even, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, we kind of rooted for him. I mean, to be fair, he was it was his film. Yeah. But even Heath Ledger's like he was doing some horrible stuff, but I didn't hate him the way I hated Jack because no. I. No, I, I believe that there was something behind it why he was doing it. There was something he really believed in. Yeah. Even if it was wrong. And and for that, I could kind of root for him a little bit. I shouldn't, but I, I kind of did. Like, just there's something behind that 
behavior and, and all that philosophical bullshit he was talking that I'm like, we might not get it, but on some level, this guy makes sense in his head and he thinks it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like, there, there's a reason for why he's doing this as a purpose. But Jack's Joker was like, surely he didn't believe that poisoning everyone for no reason. <laughs> it doesn't win people over. It doesn't do anything. Like in, in a proper Russian roulette style as well. Like, you know, I love that. Like, where can I get these items? That's the gag. Chances are you've bought them already. Yeah. It's like, oh, so it could be the deodorant, could be the hairspray, could be the mouthwash. Like, who knows? So yeah, take, take a gamble, man. Yeah. It's like, oh, what does he want? A ransom? No. Do you want Batman to reveal himself? No. What, what does he want? <laughs> I didn't, he didn't say. No. <laughs> just, just did it. <laughs> like, come on, man. You can't get more bastard than that. Like, <laughs> just, just do it. And the guy's got money. He doesn't need money. He's got the mob. He's the guy's on top of the world. The cops can't touch him. And he's just <laughs> doing it for shits and giggles, man. He's <laughs> just doing it because he's bored. What, what else are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. And then he got all irate when Batman made the news instead of him. He's like, this is bullshit. Yeah, Yeah, this town needs an enema. Yeah. Oh, man, come on. This guy, like, he he was perfect. He was just a perfect bastard. And while I was trying to avoid putting any comic characters on here or legacy sort of characters on here, like, he's just too good, man. Yeah, and... Yeah, the thing is, I mean... It, it it turned out that all our choices are, are from the eighties, but you can't think of, you know, what I mean, that there's not many that you could have taken the Joker out of and put in. No, you know, for sheer levels of absolute assholery. No, I mean, I'm sure there probably are some that I'm even not aware of, uh, not aware of, or don't remember too well, but. I guess that makes the point itself, right? Like, I think the Joker from that film is the perfect ten. Yeah, absolute sack of shit. This is somebody that wouldn't yeah. sell their sack own, of shit. wouldn't sell their own <laughs> grandmother, but he'd probably shoot her for the hell of it. Yeah, exactly. It's even worse. <laughs> oh, man. When he burnt that guy down to a crisp, I mean, that was the one that always got me talking. Whenever. Because I, I have these conversations with a lot of comic, like, uh, comic fans and that, because obviously everyone's like, yeah, Dark Knight, though. And I just go, what, that pencil trick? And everyone's like, yeah. I'm like, mate. <laughs> Dude roasted a guy down to a skeleton. And then he signs it off with, about it. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> I'm glad you're dead. Perfect. Perfect. When, 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 and, and, and again, going back to um, when... Like me saying it, it sounds like I'm giving Heath Ledger shit. I'm not. It's just a different, different take. But when he's like, "Do you want to know why I use a knife?" You know, like as opposed to a gun. And he's like, sort of. I can't remember the words exactly, but in his own way, saying it's it's more personal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you get to see who people really are in their their last moments and all that. And like you talk a big game, but you keep blowing people up. Yeah. And not being there at the time and all this shit. I'm like. Jack Nicholson fried that guy. He held his hand. <laughs> and damn, He held him. <laughs> he held him. <laughs> you have got... I mean, it's one thing to stab a guy quick. Mm. But, I mean, that's that's harsher than a gun and all that. But, man, you've got to be a real, like, no empathy sack of shit to hold a guy's hand while he's roasted. Yeah. And dance. 
<laughs> and oh. sing. Sing it. Sing. Roasted him. And 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 he loved it. Like, it wasn't even like he did it because it had to be done. He did it and he loved it. He was living his best life, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. That that Joker was a different monster, but I guess because he's colourful and it looks like a clown, you know, like I think people forget how vicious and horrible he really was. Because it was all fun and games. You know, you compare that to the aesthetic of the grungy hobo chief ledger one with the scars and the black eyes and that I think people just forget how dark that motherfucker was. Man. Yeah. But yeah, he was something else. Was perfect ten. Yeah. Do I do one of yours? Go for it. Um my first one is probably the absolute polar opposite of the Joker. <laughs> um, and I, I've forgotten how old this was as well. 1988, Hans Gruber. Yeah, Hans Gruber. <laughs> I, uh. I love, I just love how slick he is. And until we had to do that accent, then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it all fell to shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, you're one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Until that though, yeah, yeah, slick as fuck, man. Played by the legendary Alan Rickman, who I'm still yeah. pissed off about that he died. Yeah, that was a uh, was it 2016 that got him? 2016, yeah. Um, that was a celebrity killer. That was. Film spoke about that. Horrible year. Um, but Gruber, I mean. He's so cool. He was. He is so cool. And the, I got a, a couple of my um my favorite moments with him. Um, they've taken control of the building, and he's looking for uh Joseph Takagi. Yeah, and he's reading out all these facts about him. You know that he was born here you know, on this date. He he went to this university. He married this woman on this date, and everything. <laughs> and then, As you do. yeah. And eventually, T- Takagi stands up and says, "That's enough." Yeah. But it it wasn't until I I watched it sort of recently. You think, okay, is he waiting for this guy to identify himself? But you think, no, he knows exactly who this man is. Yeah, he, he all all he's doing at that point is toying with him and showing, without doubt, he's in charge. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, I know everything about you. It's not even worth trying to fuck with me. <laughs> and I love that, you know, because at no point does he really get angry or flustered or anything. No. And then the, my other favorite bit is. When Holly McLean, uh, she goes to see him to make requests for the other hostages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? and he he looks at her and he, he was like, "Which idiot put you in charge?" And <laughs> and without missing a beat, she says, "You did when you murdered my boss." And yeah. instead of instead of flipping his lid and everything at her, he just sort of takes it. He's like, "Okay, you've got me there." Yeah, you know what I mean? it's like <laughs> guilty. <laughs> it's like, that's it. Oh, it's like, wicked. It's like, yeah, you know, okay, that's the situation we're in. What do you need? 
Yeah, he was a cool motherfucker. Uh, everything is planned out in in that film for him. Even the um, the FBI procedures. Um, there, there's a bit where uh, I think the FBI cut the power to the building. Oh right, yep. And what that does is unlocks the vaults. <laughs> so, it's, and, yeah, I mean. It's- it's one of the movies where, like, I've seen it a good few times, but then every time I try and watch it recently, like, the wife comes in and is like, oh, let's watch something else. Oh, no. So, like, I, I know. So there's so many bits I forget about the film. Well, but the, then when you remind me, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, but, they're, they're trying to crack the vault, and the FBI cut the power to the building. And, right, and that unlocks the safe. He, he says to the guy trying to crack the vault, he's like, you asked for a miracle, I give you the FBI. And it's like <laughs> yeah, they, they've just that. done the work for you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's the, the high-pitched guy with the glasses, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Who's completely wired on something. I don't know. The guy yeah, always man. seems to be completely bouncing off the walls whenever I see him. Yeah. And he's and he got like the, the Swedish brothers, right? Like, or, or, are they Swedish or something? Oh, I'm guessing German. German, something. But yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> they're going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the other, oh, I just remembered. There's a bit where he's he's making his list of demands, right? And he, he's like rattling off all these like political prisoners to be released. Yeah, 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 and. And one of the one of those brothers looks at him and is like, "Who?" And he's like, "I read about them in Time magazine." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "All he's doing is, all he is doing Stolen. is tying people up in knots to, yeah, you know, because it, it gives them time to do what they're they're actually there to do." Yeah, that's fucking genius, man. I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. Anything like that? He's he's. And it is, it is absolute polar opposite of of the Joker because yeah, it's super calculated. Yeah, it's all planned out down to the minute. Yeah, he did it so well, man. As I said, like it's not a film um, I know like the back of my hand. But... The role actually led to Rickman being cast as the Sheriff of Nottingham. That was a good role. I know, I know a lot of people don't like the movie. I still have you? But, um, I- do I still have you? Say again. Yeah, yeah, I've got you. Yeah, can you hear me? Um, yeah, I think we, we oh, lost okay. the internet for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, that that was. Um, I know a lot of people don't like that movie, but um, yeah, I can. Wa- I can watch it. Just I, for I it. it was good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I always found that he seemed really dark at the beginning, and then sort of get got a bit more comical yeah. as it went on. Um. I always thought that, but but now Hans Gruber, man, like it, as I said, it's not a film I know like the back of my hand, like a lot of the kind of movies we talk about and stuff like that. But it's Die Hard, isn't it? Like, it's the is it a Christmas movie? Is it not? I've, if Home Alone is Die Hard, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, he 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 was just a cool motherfucker, man. Like yeah, he was. I, um, him. I mean, he he had McLean running around in circles. And really, McLean got lucky with that. Yeah, proper man. I mean, you you, you ain't 
you running around the whole movie with no shoes on. Oh, there's a bit where <laughs> you there, to there's lucky. a bit where he, he tells. I think one of the the brothers is called Carl. And yeah, yeah. that's the long end yeah. one, right? And that goes crazy. He's um, yeah. Hans is talking to him, and he, he's telling him in German, which is his own language, to shoot the glass. Yeah, and he, he doesn't <laughs> get it. And then yeah. in English, he's the look on his face is of for fuck's sake shoot the glass <laughs> it's like how fucking dumb are you shoot the glass oh shit I love him <laughs> I, I can I can't think yeah man really of that many villains like him just that that no, calculated like that cold uh, but again even when Holly McLean gave him shit he didn't he didn't bite. He didn't react to it. Yeah, because he was in control, man. Like that—that that was the thing. He—he he was calm and calculated, and he—he he knew he was in control. So there was nothing yeah. for him to get flustered about. I mean, I, as I said, I don't remember the film hundred percent well, but am I right in thinking like even when McLean first started throwing spanners in the works, he wasn't that agitated about it. like he, he didn't yeah because he, he was problem. like well this isn't actually right. interfering with what we're really doing downstairs so just let him do it yeah take yeah so i mean he he, he was totally in control as far as he was concerned until, yeah but you know towards the end but um yeah yeah and, and 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 quite witty as well like just the way he was about it all like just yeah just, just yeah i mean the only time really. he ever really lost it charisma was when she called him a common thief. And, it, and he <laughs> looks at it, he says, I am an exceptional thief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> it, was, it was worth the risk Perfect. because I actually looked up at how much he was trying to steal and it was 640 million in bearer bonds. Oh, it, even the point of, you know, the the helicopter on the roof. They were going to blow the roof. They were never leaving via the roof. Yeah, that that was all that the the FBI were were. Yeah, yeah, they're going to get a helicopter and they're going to fly out of here. Like, How are they fuck? They're going to drive out the at the garage door. Brilliant. Uh, it's, it's yeah. I know. It's making me want to watch it now, but again, she'll turn off. <laughs> <laughs> As, uh, you know what? I I, might watch I've it already Christmas. negotiated watching Die Hard at Christmas. It's a good day. <laughs> yeah, it is. My my Christmas movie is usually She Picks Home Alone, which I'm I'm down with because that definitely yeah. feels like my Christmas movie too. And then I usually throw in nice. Batman Returns. But yeah, I, I think I might throw in Die Hard at some point if I can. I think I tried to last year, and I think yes, you can watch something else. <laughs> you could even say Die Hard Two's a Christmas film as well. I've not watched two properly. Is that with is it Gary Busey in it? Uh, no, um, who's no. Who, who's the bad guy? I feel like yeah, it's well, on a plane, right? At the airport, mostly. Yeah. Who plays the bad guy? I can picture him and I can see him in quite a few things and I can't think of his name. I feel really stupid because I feel like I remember seeing... I, I never got all the way through it because uh, I, I kept trying to watch it because I, I had the DVD box set one, two and three and I kept trying to 
can watch number two. And again, I think, oh, she kept turning it off? Or like, I might be blaming her for something that wasn't her fault. I might have been getting distracted by something else. But it, it was a time when I didn't get to watch a lot of movies start to finish. Like every, every time I started, right. I had to do something else. Um, unless I was, unless it was a comfort movie, like something I already knew. And then it was like, I had my undivided attention. But, um, and then I, I've still never seen number three. I've got it. Well, never in it. three, they stupid. did actually try to uh, recycle, if you like, Hans Gruber, because the, the main villain is his Probably little brother, but um, played by the yeah. just as brilliant Jeremy Irons. Um, but ah, Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, Gruber, I mean, if you're going to have a Gruber, it <laughs> has to be Hans. And, you know, <laughs> I think that's the rules. Yeah, he's one of a kind for sure. But like, even just that look, he looks like with the um, that haircut and beard. Man, I mean, like the, a even like, like, I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean, it, I know we're jumping all over the shop, but it's it's what we do. I mean, even yeah. when he's got um, Takagi uh, like in custody, if you like, I, I think they're going yeah. up in the lift to his office and he's like he compliments Takagi on his suit and it's like <laughs> oh yeah that that's from that's from a shop in London and he's like I've got two of those myself and it's like how how how, how, okay. how cool do you need to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is a multi-million pound heist and you've got everything and everyone planned down to the absolute finest detail. Yeah, why not just compliment the man on his suit? Yeah, making small talk. Hopefully he'll say something yeah. back I like yours too. But... <laughs> it's, it's, it's just... Perfect. And again, like with Jack Nicholson... I, I just can't picture anyone other than Alan Rickman playing him. No, I don't think so. I think that is definitely spot on casting. I think when someone plays a role and then that sort of catapults yeah. them into stardom, it's like that says all there is to, yeah. to say about it, I think. Um, I, I mean, from here, I mean, I yeah, just Hans, love Hans. Rickman from everything, really. I mean, probably most famous for, for a lot of people was as... Severus Snape uh, in the Harry Potter films, and even even then, yeah. as an absolute bastard, he was very cool at it. I wouldn't know. I've only ever seen the third one and bits of the second one because a girlfriend at the time dragged me to see the third one and Harry Potter. Did, I mean, my bag. yeah, I I was kind of like that with them. That the first time I watched them was kind of under duress. Uh, and and I think because yeah. <laughs> I, I I'd been kind of press ganged into going to see the last one at the cinema, and I hadn't seen any right. of the others, so I had to kind of watch something like six films in two days. So yeah, by oh, by shit. the time I went to the cinema, I just wanted them all to die. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you telling me they all live happily oh, ever fucking after? Um. But there, there's um, oh, there's grim. a wonderful moment, and a lot of it you don't see first time. It's only when it's pointed out to you that you kind of see it. Um, 
Severus Snape as a character was the perfect double agent, you know. For for a long time, we thought he was like the the bad guy, and yeah, it, it turns out that you know his motives weren't quite what they seemed, and it you know we his loyalties you know did lay towards protecting Harry rather than giving him shit like like we saw. Um, but we you know not every character knows that, and there, there's one point where uh, one of the the other professors at the school um, sort of like fires kind of like two fireballs at him. And right. you don't notice it, but he, he does kind of deflect them and then like launches his own attack. But he do, he deflects those two fireballs into two bad guys behind him. Yeah, like literally just yeah. killing them. And it's like, yeah, even though he's fighting against the good pe- the good guys, he's kind of fighting with them at the same time. Very, very clever okay. character um, that J.K. Rowling created there. Right. He didn't have that No, he didn't have the goatee did and he? he didn't have the German accent. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the thing with um, Rickman, he had a very um, distinctive voice. Um, it was actually, yeah. I didn't know, it was a um, result of a speech impediment as a child. Um, he couldn't move his lower oh, really? jaw properly as a child. And it kind of affected oh. his speech through to adulthood. His yeah, voice it, was it, amazing, I, I think he was That's voted like one of the top voices ever or something. <laughs> yeah, his, his yeah. voice was wicked, man. I mean, hell, he played the voice of he God did. in Dogma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's so... let's face it, it's either going to be Alan Rickman <laughs> or Morgan Freeman, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I would like to have seen James L. That's Jones. Actually. Yeah, there's That's a voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alan Rickman, man, he played the hell out of it. Gruber was, as I say, it's not a film I know that well. I wish I did. I wish I'd seen it more um, in my youth than that still time. But I do always remember Hans Gruber just being like a cold bastard, man. But like, yeah, so that's suave it. With it. Like you say, I, I can't think of many bad you, guys. I mean, like you can that. just ex- imagine him giving you like advice on what wine to have with your meal that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just cool, man. He, he was Very really, cool. really good. Um, Quick break. And yeah, then we'll get sense. on to the next two. Right. We'll catch cool. you in a minute. Let's go. Bye. So we're back. And Dan, your second choice isn't one you're gonna hate me for this. I don't think I've ever seen a hot all the way through. Oh wow! Well, I know Sean Connery was in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, as some sort of Spanish Scottish lord. Oh no, dude! I feel bad because obviously to talk about (laughs) it, I'm going to have to spoil it. But it's something. You know what? Even after I'm done, watch it anyway because 
you know, I'm obviously going to spoil the hell out of it now, but just to see the stuff I'm talking about, you go, what? <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um, but, I mean, there's quite a few Highlander films. Uh, just watch the first one and call it a day. Okay. Honestly. It, isn't it, is it one of those that it starts off really good and then, hey, let's just make it about aliens? Um, you joke. The second one did that. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting. The second one actually did that. The second one, uh, the, the first one is probably in my top 10 films of all time. Right. The second one may very well be the worst film I've ever seen. Like, Have you ever seen Howard the Duck? Bits, do you know what, man? Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. There, there, there is a bit, right? <laughs> Where um, it's got Michael Ironside in it, and I love him. He's funny. Right. He he's the bad guy, I and mean, we'll, we'll get onto my thing in a minute. But yeah, just to let you know, it's terrible. This film. It, it, there's a bit where you know the, the main good guy and the main girl are, are driving off. They just got away from this death trap that Doctor Cox from Scrubs has put together. Right. Right. Okay. Michael Ironside's like he he he's you know, the real bad guy. And he, like, after he sees the good guys get away, he, like, looks at Dr. Cox and it's like, huh, like, as if that's no good, he's like, right, showtime, you know, like, my turn. Like, let me show you how it's done kind of thing. Yeah. Michael Ironside, literally, you see him start walking up to the car with his hands up like he's about to kick some ass and they just run him over. And I was like, is that what he was talking about? Like, <laughs> I'm not joking. That happened in the film. It is, do you know what? <laughs> watch the first film give it a Leave day it there. give it a day right. watch the second film just for fun uh, just, just, right. and, and, and if you make it to the end well <laughs> done uh, you'll have a great time just if you can watch it with a buddy even better right and then the third one is kind of like a the third one's kind of like a Terminator 3 if Terminator Genesis was number two. If, if, like, okay. Well, let, let, let's just make Terminator 2 again. But yeah. not as good. <laughs> number three is a bit of a guilty pleasure. It's like, it's like a bad version of the first one. Um, just doesn't need to be there, but it's a bit of fun sometimes. It's okay. Um, but number one is greatness. But it one hundred percent is on my top ten, easy, maybe top five. Say, Christopher Lambert is the Highlander. He is, and his villain, I guess, is the Kurgan. The Kurgan, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> he doesn't have a name. Just right. He's just a, an entity. He's the Kurgan. He's the Kurgan. <laughs> This guy. <laughs> so of our of of our list before, um, Hans Gruber is the one I, I know the least of. Yeah, the other three I know pretty well. This guy is the worst. So you need to watch this movie. Yeah, just for that. This guy is the epitome of a piece of shit villain. <laughs> he really is. He is just a horrible, horrible dude. Played 
perfectly by Clancy Brown. Yeah. Absolute beast of a man. Like, he, he just... Oh, I feel so bad you haven't seen it because <laughs> I want to laugh at how bad he is with you, but he's, he's just shit. But he, he is basically... So you know the premise of The Highlander, I'm sure. Yeah. Right, okay. So this guy's about... So The Highlander, I think, is, is four and a half centuries. He's about 450-plus years old or something in present day. You know, the, the film's a okay. lot in flashbacks as well. Um, I think... What's his name? Sean Connery's character was about 2,000 years old, I think. Something like that. Okay. Um, it's not stated in the film, but... The Kurgan in, you know, later novels or comics or whatever was stated to be about 4,000 years old. Right. And when they, when the Highlander asks, so Sean Connery's like, he, he's Obi-Wan Kenobi, essentially. Like he finds him and teaches him about the game and what to do and teaches him how to fight and he tells him who the Kurgan is. So the Kurgan right. is the perfect warrior. He's the strongest of all the immortals. He's like, where does he come from? Like, bearing in mind, this is... So, Connor gets stabbed in 1536. So, this is probably about 10, five, I think about five years later after that. So, you're looking at, you know, still 1500s. Yeah. And Sean Connery says to him, the Kurgans were an ancient people. <laughs> Even then. He's right, okay. Um, they, they essentially come from Russia before it was Russia. Okay. And... That, that this guy is just called the Kurgan. Like he, he's just the last one, well, well, the only surviving one. So he's, he's the Kurgan, and you're never told anything else about his name. In in the Highlander, they say um, that even though you're born immortal, like you, you're you're still mortal until your first death. Right. So you need to be killed to trigger it. Yeah. Um, now, in in the movie, the Kurgan's got long hair. But then at some point to disguise himself, he shaves all his hair off. And you can see a massive scar on his head. So you you you, you kind of get the idea that that was before he became immortal, I guess, because generally, yeah. unless something happens around their neck, because he's got a massive mark on his neck that happened to him earlier in the film. But um, late, later books adapted it and said that uh, his first death was his dad whacking uh, a rock on his head. And then right. killed his dad by making him swallow a, a boiling hot stone. <laughs> so, nice. This guy, man, nice. this guy has pretty much just gone 4,000 years or whatever, just killing everything and raping everything. And that's it. Just, that's what he does <laughs> for 4,000 years. <laughs> that's, just, that's how he rolls, man. <laughs> the thing is, like, He's the perfect warrior, as they say. So Ramirez is like, this guy is the perfect warrior. It's like, he's not afraid to fight strong, old immortals. Like, he goes yeah. up against... Um, well, he's happy to go against any of them. Like, he goes up against Sean Connery's character. Like, he, he, he'll fight anything. Even yeah. then, when we first see him, he's wearing this badass fucking dragon-type knight armor, man. He just he looks the business, right? And he goes out to kill Connor. Because he, he the, the immortals can sense when they're near other immortals, even pre-immortals. So again, 
this is a guy that's happy to throw down with guys as tough as he is, or almost as tough as he is, because he's the toughest. He's not scared of people, but he still went after this bitch 18-year-old pre-immortal and was like, I'm going to get him while I can. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no honour in this guy. He's just like, I'll kill anything. Like, I'll, you know, it's the game, I'll kill him. So then there's a, there's a scene where... So, so Sean Connery's character is named Ramirez, and he has taught Connor, and there's, there's some really beautiful scenes with them him teaching him about the game and talking about immortality in general, about letting your spouse go because it's only going to hurt and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um, And one day, uh, Connor's just not around. Uh, Connor is the Highlander. He's he's gone somewhere. You know, it's it's old school. He's probably gone to fucking get some meat or some shit. Who knows? And it's, it's, it's just Ramirez and Connor's wife, Heather. Who's a lovely woman? I don't know the actress's name. And they're having a drink and just enjoying each other's company. And then Ramirez like senses another immortal nearby, and it's the Kurgan. So the Kurgan comes in, starts kicking the shit out of Ramirez, and cuts his head off. Before before he does, he's like, "Who's the woman?" And Ramirez is like, "She's mine." He's like, "Yeah, not for much longer." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Cuts his head off. Falls down, uh, falls off the steps and shit. Because you know, when they kill each other, there's a big blast of energy and whatnot. Is that the quickening? Quickening, right? So, so what? What is that? Do they? Does he absorb the life? Yeah, essentially. So all the knowledge and all the power from that immortal you killed goes into you. Okay. So that that's the quickening. So he's got that, and and through it, he you know falls off these steps that he climbed and just lands in all this rubble. And then you you just see her look over the rubble and his arm comes out and grabs her neck and he's just like, hello, pretty. <laughs> and that's that, right? Right. Because that's just what he does. <laughs> um, anyway, cut to present day when there's only two immortals left. It's just the Kurgan and McLeod now, Connor. They're the last two. Um, and Connor's in a church. Uh, light and a candle for Heather's birthday, which he promised to do every year for her. Yeah. Um, and obviously she died hundred years, hundreds of years ago. And the Kurgan rocks up into the church and they don't fight on holy ground. It's like they're only brought. Um, yeah. And this guy comes in and just starts putting out all the candles, like loudly as well, like just disturbing everyone in the church. He's got like punk gear on. He's got like staples around his neck and shit. Like he just looks an absolute fucking mess. Like even the goths are like, who the fuck is this white nigga? <laughs> this guy's taking it too far. Yeah, like he looks nuts, right? And he, he's, he just comes in giving Connor shit. And then Connor mentions about Ramirez. And loudly again you know you've got nuns children and everyone in the church and he's just loudly like uh you know ramirez was a snob he died on his knees i took his head and raped his woman before his blood was even cold (laughs) in a church man just loud as fuck giggling but just loving it (laughs) and people are just getting up and leaving (laughs) shit (laughs) and then he says to him and and then connor sort of realizes and he's like, oh, he's like, that weren't his woman. That was your woman. 
He's like, and she never told you. I wonder why. <laughs> he says, maybe I gave her something you never could. Fucking <laughs> hell. And secretly, she yearned for my return. This <laughs> <laughs> is piece of shit. It's <laughs> just awful, man. Just absolutely awful. And he just loves it. And then he kidnaps his current girlfriend. Because obviously, you got to kidnap the new bird, right? Oh, yeah. And then he... <laughs> he's got her in the passenger seat of the car and he's just running people over man <laughs> like because obviously he's immortal so he's not bothered do you know what I mean it's all good yeah. and he's just running people over like bashing into people on bikes and just like you know street pizza in people man and laughing about it and, and then he just starts singing New York New York like while she's screaming in the car, like, while she's knocking people over, and she's like, you ever played chicken? It's just like, he's an absolute fucking nutter, mate. Like, he is the bastardest bastard that ever bastard. <laughs> he, and, and the thing is, it's like, you kind of think, that like, all these other guys we're talking about, it's like, life is short, right? Like, these guys are trying to get the, like Hans Gruber and stuff like they're trying to get loads of money or the Joker's just crazy because, you know, shit has gone wrong and, like, you know, he's ended up with this white face and fuck it, right? Yeah. This guy's been doing this shit for 4,000 years and he's still just playing. Yeah, and it hasn't got old yet. No! It's, like, so just, it's still just playing. Like, you kind of think, there's a part of you that thinks if I was around 4,000 years, maybe I wouldn't care either. But then that goes both ways, you know? Like, you, you wouldn't care, so you wouldn't bother. Yeah, like, you, that's it. You become wise about stuff, I, I would have thought, and you're just like, even though life is, you know, it's not really precious to me, it's still precious to them. And, like, yeah, you, you, you think you get some sort of wisdom and empathy to people, even if you don't really feel that way about yourself. And this guy's just raping things, man. Like, I'm just killing him. He doesn't give a fuck. He, at one point, he, he steals this car with an old couple in it, and he throws the dude out, scares the woman, and just drives off. And she's, like, screaming, saying, help me, help me. And then he gets her on the bonnet of the car. Like, this old woman with her fucking coat, like, just going up her top, like, on the bonnet of this car while he's driving. Like, it's nutter. Nutter, like, does not give a fuck. He he he's my favorite man. Like, if we're talking about bastards, he's he's no one worse than this guy. I don't think. I'm gonna. I will have to look him up. Oh man, it's if if you like bastards, this guy. I mean, (laughs) the thing is, the film isn't even like it'd be great without him. Film right. is just a good film. It's it's very, it's just very sad, interesting. It's uh, it's one of those films that like I think some people are like, oh yeah, but the sword fighting ain't too good. Like, that's that's not what it's about. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's not that sort of movie, and it's it wasn't a big hit, but it, I think it got big on video. Yeah, it's a massive cult classic. Do you know what I mean? People love the Highlander, hence why it's still fucking. You know, it's got TV shows and manga and anime and cartoons i know it kind of it it feels like one of those films that it it took a while for it to get popular yeah 
Do you know what I mean? It kind of, yeah, when it came out, perhaps probably what, late 80s, I'm guessing? 86. Yeah, so mid 80s. It wasn't until a little while after that it kind of really gained any traction. Yeah, it, it caught it caught fire hard, but it took a while. Like, it yeah. just, um, and, and it's just funny that they just keep making all these different things about it. And the whole thing about it is there can be only one. It's like, yeah, should have left it that way. Like, it, it's yeah. a perfect one and done movie. It really is, man. And it's, it's one of my favourites. I could go indoors and watch it start to finish now and feel just as moved by it, even though it is fantasy, yeah. you know. The, the the scenes with him and Heather, man, like, and, and Queen do the soundtrack and it's banging. Like, they do the whole soundtrack. Yeah. It's beautiful stuff. But, um, so, so the film can stand on its own two legs, but the Kurgan, <laughs> mate, the Kurgan, <laughs> I would watch a film just seeing what the Kurgan got up to, and I bet halfway through it, I'd probably have to go outside and vomit and then come back. <laughs> God only knows what this guy was getting up to through most of this fucking time, man. Like, I mean, he, he he's... I say he got an old granny woman out on the fucking bonnet of his car. He's driving down the street. Does not give a fuck. Like, and just in a church, just sitting there going, yeah, I raped his woman. Like... Yeah. I took his head, like, does not give a shit. And then he licks the fucking priest's slipped hand and shit. Guy's nuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... guy, guy, guy's nuts. It's like, if, if, if... <laughs> the film's great anyway, watch the film. But if you wasn't into that kind of film, if you were like, I just don't like fiction, I'd be like, you know what? Just watch it for the Kurgan anyway. Yeah. It, it, either one's good. Watch it for everything but the Kurgan, great. Watch it for just the Kurgan, great. Yeah. When when a, when a guy hasn't even got a name, it's just like who do you like? Oh, the Kurgan. Yeah, <laughs> it's like every film of a Russian character, right? It's always the Russian. Yeah, but they do have a name. You know, everyone still calls Ivan Drago the Russian, but his name's Ivan Drago. It's like, what's the Kurgan's name? And he ain't got a name. He's the Kurgan, isn't it? <laughs> just, he's, he's, that's what he is. He's the Kurgan. Love just become this force. Mm. It's just where he's from, and there's none of them left. Like no one even knows what the Kurgans were anymore. Only people that are told about like who's this guy? Oh well, you know they were the Kurgans. Gone, yeah. but uh, you know they were ancient. Uh, he, he says, uh, "What's he say?" Um, yeah, he says for fun the Kurgans used to throw children in pits with hungry dogs to fight for meat. <laughs> Just now the Kurgan's all no. rolled, man. Like, yeah, man. one of them immortality, and this is the result. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what could possibly go That's wrong it. with this experiment? That's it. It's like once the immortals were around a while, and I guess one of them found out a Kurgan was immortal. They were always like, they were all like, shit, man. Oh, for, now, oh, we're, now we're in trouble. We need to get him quick, man. How long has he been around? So like, Twenty <laughs> years. Like, oh, no, he'd be too strong now. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> But nah, he 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 was perfect, man. He he is. If if you're talking bastards, yeah, he's he's top of the game. I, I can't think there's a bastard worse than Kirk. I can't think of one. It's brilliant how different the three are so far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the Kurgan is just this savage force. Yeah, you know, Hans was this very cold, calculated. You know, 
to the point they he wasn't going to stick around for any longer than he had to. Yeah. In get what we need, get out. The Joker kind of making shit up as he goes. Really, yeah. Didn't didn't particularly want anything. Not that we could find. No. <laughs> No, he didn't. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he's just doing it for shits and giggles, really. Yeah, really don't know what he was after. Um, to finish, uh, before we finish, actually, um, couple of mentions for people that didn't make it onto onto this show. Yeah. I think Skeletor. Yeah, see, Skeletor is arguably my favorite live action villain. I think he's just brilliant. He is amazing, but I don't know if he ranks on this kind of list. Like he does, but there's something, I guess. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe why. why I think the, yeah. the people we've chosen are definitely above him in this category. Doesn't mean they're yeah. above him in general, you know. But but I mean, one thing's for for certain. I mean, just to go back to Hans Gruber, where. Uh, Holly McLean sort of answered back, you know, which idiot put you in charge? Yeah. And she's like, you did when you killed my boss. I don't see anyone saying that to Skeletor and not getting a reaction. Oh, man, they're, they're dead. <laughs> they never leave the room. Like Skeletor, yeah. Skeletor was more of a hissy fit bastard. Yeah, you know I mean, it was like he weren't taking no shit. But he was quite reactionary. It, yeah, yeah. It's he, he, he was. I, I feel like he's just a bit too much of a tyrant to put in this kind of category. Like he's above it, if that makes sense. Yeah, he, he's a bastard to put everyone in line, not because he loves it. Like he, he, he does it because it, he feels like that's the way he's got to do it, and he's spitting his dummy out because he's angry. Do you know what I mean? And and like like with um. The, the 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 group that went into that building with Hans Gruber and probably like the Joker's henchmen as well. Yeah. They were getting a they were getting a cut. Yeah. Nobody on Skeletor's side was getting paid. No, it was all his man. They, they just had to be in charge. Like, they, they, I mean, they just had to. What are you going to do? Say no. Like yeah. it's it's a turnier, man. Like and some of them are just freakier than others. Like I bet someone like Skeletor Beastman, you know, probably went through puberty like coming out looking like he did and was like, Well, I guess I better join Skeletor's crew because <laughs> <laughs> what else am I gonna do? And you know, he's gonna he's gonna see me and tell me I've got to work for him anyway. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. looks like that kind of guy. Like Skeletor just go, Yep, you'll do. <laughs> you look pretty fucked up and like you could handle a weapon. You're on my team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, what are you going to say? No. So. I think, I I know we've spoken about Megatron. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as, as one of, but I think both our favorites are uh, uh, absolute pieces of shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a guy who just walks into the room and executes his number one. Yeah, man. This guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Hannibal Lecter could have been there. I don't know much about Hannibal. I mean, Silence of the Lambs, but I've not seen Hannibal. 
he would um i don't know it, i mean okay you you're a mass murderer and you eat people that puts you i mean this is a guy who was offended by the playing of a i think it was one of the flute players in an orchestra <laughs> right okay. and he, he and it, it's talked about in one of the um, Silence of the Lambs or Hannibal, but we don't actually see it until the prequel came out, um, Red Dragon. Okay. And this is a guy, I mean, you know, the, it can happen to any musician, they, they just catch their breath wrong, whatever. Right. And and this, this guy hit a couple of dud notes, okay? okay? The world kept turning. <laughs> Not for him. Okay. Nothing caught. Nothing caught fire. Nothing died apart from him. right, right. <laughs> and you can actually see the look on on Hannibal's face of you've just ruined my fucking life. Oh shit! Right, right. And not only does he kill him, but he he actually cooks him and serves him to the rest of the orchestra. Oh my god! Right. I mean, but. <laughs> That's proper psycho, though, isn't it? Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's proper. That's next level mental issues, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that yeah. is proper. Yeah, that's proper messed up. But then, obviously, he's such a clever person himself that you think well, he's obviously exactly. well aware I mean, of it. Wa- it's not like insanity where it's like oh, I'm not responsible for my actions type shit. He knows exactly what he's doing. No, he, he's completely, you know on some level, I guess, or on every level, he's completely at peace with yeah. it. And That's really... the other thing, I mean, the, the the early films were, well, Silence of the Lambs and uh, Hannibal. Yeah. I don't know if the character Clarice was scared of him. Right. Um... Because I think he says to her at the end of Silence of the Lambs, you know, you don't have to worry. Yeah. You know, and I think he says, I think the the world is a far more interesting place with you in it. Okay. So I'm not going to come after you. So the the people he went after were, they seem to be people that upset him. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, or people that he found to be rude, or do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, not, every, there not was just like, anybody. Like it's kind of he had yeah, some he, sort of purpose, like targets, I guess. Yeah, he he wasn't a, a sort of loose cannon, if you like. It was, yeah, like you said, it was targeted. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think because of that, I don't know if I can say he's he's a. It's like he, he is, I know what you mean, yeah. but it's not like the, the others we've picked, it's almost like indiscriminate, like it's yeah, Hans, it is yes, Hans is different, isn't it? Hans is just more his behaviour while he does it rather than what he does because what he does is, you know, steals money. It's, yeah, that's not what makes him a bastard, it's the way he goes about it. Um, yeah. Whereas the others, like the Kurgan and the Joker at least, it's more a case of these guys just really get off on hurting anybody like it's, it's not any yeah. kind of vengeance or you know i'm glad that you know you got hurt because you hurt me it's just like this guy walking down the street never seen him never, you know but i love to see him scream and die like feels great <laughs>
Yeah, that's it. You know, like that is that's what makes a real bastard to me. I mean, we couldn't really count things like the Terminator and stuff. No, nah, certainly not. That that that's a machine following a program. Yeah, you know, exactly. it it's not in control, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Although, I, 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 ironically, I mean. I mean, you're right. You you definitely couldn't. It's a machine about programming. But funny enough, if you were to try and push um, Terminator on it, the only one I'd really think of is Arnie from Terminator Two, when he's like, "You just can't kill people." Like, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, the nice Terminator or Terminator like light, if you like, <laughs> seems to be the one yeah. that was like proper. Like, why? <laughs> like he wanted a real yeah, answer. Why? Really. <laughs> he wasn't happy with the programming of listening to John Connor. He was like, nah, "I want answers." <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just because isn't going to cost yeah. it. I want to know why. I want diagrams. <laughs> I want drawings. I want fucking full witness report. statements. I want to know why. In a full report. <laughs> right, number four on our list of <laughs> absolute shitbag. He is a shitbag as well, man. Absolute. Um, just two words, really. Clarence Bodica. Clarence Bodica. <laughs> Fucking hell. What I love about Clarence, right, about talking about Clarence, and I've um, had this with a few people, it's not a name you remember it's not even a character you really remember unless Robocop's like one of your favourites or something. You know, he's just that bald guy with the glasses, right? Like you say Clarence yeah. Bodica to people. People are like, who? But then as soon as you yeah. say like, you know the bad guy in Robocop with the glasses, everyone goes, oh, fucking hell, yeah, him, he was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> he's that guy, man. <laughs> as soon as you remember him, you're like, oh, he was a real fucking piece of work, that guy, man. There is... I, again, this is one of those films I watch for the bad guy. Yeah, it's it, it, it's. Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't watch it for the bad guy, but I could. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot going on in the film that I do love, but I could kind of like what I said about the Kurgan and Highlander. It's like I could just watch it for the bad guy because he is that good. Yeah. <laughs> um, played by the amazing Kurtwood Smith, who's popped up a lot and, and in different roles as well. This is kind of one of those dangerous roles where he could have got typecast. Yeah, man. But he he has popped up in a lot of um, yeah, playing just different characters, which is really good to see. Yeah, I, I always remember um, him from that '70s show, man. Red. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> And I, I think he was in one of the seasons of Twenty Four. Oh, okay. Uh, he he he's been around in a lot of stuff, yeah. and thankfully he's still with us. Yeah. But I think for us, you know, people in that in our kind of age bracket, yeah. he will always be Clarence. Hundred percent. I, um, I, I I tell you what, as well, I was um, a few years back. I was going through a phase, a very brief one, of just wanting to watch. You know, like them sort of erotic thrillers. Things like Basic right. Instinct and um, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the other one that was Fatal Attraction? Just going through those kind of things, and it was like other than the fact that Michael Douglas just seemed to be the star in all those films. I, I remember sitting there thinking to myself, "On IMDb, I was like, let me see what like you know, if you like this, you might also like this kind of stuff, you know." And I, I yeah. found a, a list of about three or four other kind of erotic thrillers I never got round to, but I was like, Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas. 
Michael Douglas liked to fuck a lot, man. He liked, <laughs> he liked to deal with a lot of dangerous bitches, man. <laughs> like anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, just to the point, as, as I was watching it, I came across one called, I think it was The Crush with Alicia Silverstone. And okay. it, it wasn't great. It was very, 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 very average TV movie type yeah. vibe. But um, as I was going through, it was like... Um, Clarence, I'm going to call him Clarence. So I always forget the actor's name, but he he was so so. It was about Alicia Silverstone as like a teenager that has a crush on this older man, you know, and obviously he's not interested. But blah blah blah. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then Clarence is the the girl's dad, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> that's the, like like you say, he, he's got a lot of range. You know, he plays very different kind of parts. So really, you should just be like, oh, okay, you know. But all I could think yeah. about was Clarence Bodiker and someone banging his daughter. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, this isn't going to end. No. Well. And then I was really sort of sad to see that he was just pretty chill and average. And I was like, mate, I wanted Clarence to go nuts on the side. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just to your point, I think for, for people of our generation, man, it's like it'll always just be Clarence Bodiker. And that, that's not a negative thing. That's just he, he made an impact. Um. You mentioned actually uh, the the glasses. Yeah, he's the bad guy with the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I found actually when I was looking at looking up, um, the inspiration for his glasses came actually from uh, Heinrich Himmler. Oh, okay. Yeah, who was for those who don't know, he was some fucking Nazi piece of shit <laughs> who is thankfully rotting in the earth somewhere, probably. Uh, however it ended for him, I hope it hurts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was where the, the inspiration for the, those round glasses came from. Fucking hell, man. But I mean, even right at the start, when we first meet him, it's the van, isn't it? Doing the the money's burned. He's doing his absolute <laughs> You burn the fucking, fucking money! money. <laughs> <laughs> He's so angry, man. <laughs> He's so then, mad. Is it one of the crew in that van gets shot? Because it's Murphy and Lewis, isn't it, following? Um, I think so. It, it... One of them gets shot. And I love it. He says, can you fly, Bobby? Do you know what? Did he? Act... Is it him that actually got shot or did he just throw him out anyway? I think it, I think Bobby had got okay. shot. Um, I just remember the way, and, yeah, and then they launch him out of the out of the back door. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's one of those things. It's insult to injury, right? Like if you're going to be that kind of every man for himself, ruthless bad guy, it's like okay, one of you's got shot. You're all about to go jail. All right, throw him. Ruthless, but yeah. that's what you signed up for. Why you got to say that shit to me before you throw me, man? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like why? That's just mean, man. No need for that. Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? No. <laughs> no, I can't. What are you thinking? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, fly? Oh, what are man. we talking spiritually? Are we talking physically? What's going oh, on? What a piece of shit he was. When, when they actually um, catch Murphy, man, I think what always it's... gets me and what always puts me on edge is... The kind of dialogue he's throwing at him is quite... I, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's not witty, it's not dark, it's very... 
just basic. Like, ah, oh, you must not think I'm a very nice guy. Almost like the way you would talk to a child. Yeah. There's something really and, eerie about that. And it, and he, it does get quite childish. He says, it doesn't, isn't that where he says, uh, you know, cops don't like me. Yeah. And I don't like cops. Yeah, like that's and not very that... like evil plan He's... type shit, is it? That's just kind of very, very... Tip for tap. Yeah, like it's, it's very um, juvenile almost, but like not yeah, but not like silly toilet humor juvenile, but just kind of. It's very simplistic. Simplistic. That's that's the word I can. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it's very simplistic, man. It's just like there's something really eerie about that. Like you, you'd almost think that if it was in any other film, I'd probably chalk it up to like lazy writing or bad writing or something. But here, it fits perfectly. It's like that's intentional, man. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's it, and it's not complicated. It's just yeah, yeah. I don't. You don't like me. I don't like you. I'm gonna get rid of you. And these boys are proper laughing about it. Like you know, you must not think I'm a very nice guy. And they're giggling at that. Like do you know what I mean, like because it's being very just like we're about to do some really evil biblical shit to you, but we're just gonna make it seem like fucking, you know, like it's nothing, like it's playground beef. Like do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's and then even with a gun, he's like, like he's zoning in on a target, like just blows the guy there's, um, like, there's a, a bit where he kind of steps back doesn't he from his crew yeah, just let and he's, just let, he's just letting them unload and he's not even watching neither he don't care and then and then he just walks over and you know it's it's the shot to the head yeah and just like oh, he's still alive it's like oh, okay playtime we've had a bit of fun I had a bit of fun yeah. just torturing a dude just unloading on him like Fucking hell, man! Like just emptied every fucking like crazy man. Um, he does come up uh, with some great lines. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as everyone knows, um, the OCP employee is it Bob Norton? Uh, yeah, yeah, he plays. Ah, uh, what's his name? It- he he's the one who made Dick Jones look like a bit of a twat. Yeah, why have I forgot his name? He was a great character. Uh, fuck, I've forgotten his name, but yeah, yeah. But he's entertaining himself with some hookers and cocaine, as they did in the eighties. Yeah, and Clarence just walks in, and it's like, bitches leave. <laughs> Gun to his face. <laughs> yeah, bitches leave. <laughs> There isn't even really like a pause or anything like a bitches like look around like leave just walking bitches leave. Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't doesn't even sound like a command, but they got it. And we're just like, yep. Because he, he's and he, he shot him in the knees, hasn't he? At this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can't, he can't. So he can't get away, and he he's, he like puts that film on of of Dick Jones chewing his gum. Yep. And then just leaves a grenade on the table. He, he, even off. the way he, he puts the pin in his mouth, like all slowly, and just sort of pulls it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just like he loved it. And and when he was like, um, Dick Jones is on the video, and he's like, "You're probably on your knees right now," and he's like, sort of chuckling to himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the thing is, I think when you think of a movie like RoboCop as well, you know, where the main character is an unstoppable machine, like. 
what kind of bad guy do you put against that? It's usually something equally tough or something. It's like Clarence Bodica's the man, man. Like, because he he's only like the enforcer, really, right? Like, I mean, the real villain is Dick Jones. It is Dick Jones, yeah. But no one remembers Dick Jones. It's just Clarence Bodica, man. Just the fucking yeah. the fuck. Or occasionally Ed Two Hundred Nine. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. For the muscle, but do you know what I mean? Like Clarence was the one when he's um. Having the standoff with the what's it guy, and he's like, Tigers are playing tonight. He's like, I never miss a game. Like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm going home. You ain't. Yeah, and they 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 chilled after that. <laughs> he meant that shit. Um, There's um a brilliant um where he goes to meet uh I guess it's a drug manufacturing yeah. um. The guy Sal. Oh yeah, that's that's the bit I meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I actually wrote it down actually because I love the whole um, the whole spiel between them. Yeah. Uh, he, he starts off with dunking his fingers yeah. into Sal's glass of wine and snorting them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then it's brilliant. He goes, "I don't want to fuck with you, Sal." Yeah. But I've got I've got the connections. I got the sales organization. I've got the muscle to shove enough of this factory so far up your one pass <laughs> that you'll shit snow for a year. <laughs> oh, man. And it's just like, hang on, you've gone to this guy to organize like selling, and you've basically just yeah, full blown slapped him in front of his men. Yeah. And there's like there's you and your two boys and their whole fucking circuit. Like, yeah, he came to his and house, <laughs> and that and that's where everywhere. All, all of a sudden, it's guns everywhere, and then then he sort of gets off on it because that's the bit where he goes, "Oh, guns, guns, guns." guns, guns. guns yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's like, but for as big a piece of shit as he is, he's he. It's almost like when he's confronted. It kind of fades because, I mean, fair enough. Robocop's like thrown him through a couple of windows. Yeah, to be, and he was still spitting at him and shit. To be, I, I don't know, man. I, I think if that had been anyone else, I think he would have held it together. Yeah, but Robocop. Like, I mean, yeah, only one Robocop, and it's like he's looking for you. Like, oh shit! But he he gives him everything, doesn't he? <laughs> he dropped the whole bag at his feet. <laughs> Just like, what else do you need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Dick, Dick Jones runs OCP, man. I come on, I work for him. Yeah, <laughs> he owns the cops. I work for him. You know, if ever, if ever yeah. there was a confession tape. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and then yeah, he, he's he's yeah, and then they throw him in there, and he just spits on the floor. And he's like, give him a fucking phone call, man. <laughs> yeah, that's the one of my favorite bits. What's the charge? Yeah, murder. And he's a cop killer. Yeah. And then yeah. he just looks, and then that book is is the booking in sheet. It's so that the, yeah. the desk, it's the desk sergeant, so he knows who he's got in custody. Yeah. At that yeah. time, and he just spits on it. He's like, "Give me my fucking phone call." <laughs> <laughs> so he's just yeah. He's awesome, man. Even just the name suddenly. Clarence Bodyguard yeah. just sounds like a piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry if there's anyone. Do you know? 
what sums it up nicely for me with Clarence is he's so bad that when Robocop kills him, yeah. there is a certain look of I've had just about enough of you on Robocop's face. Yeah. And bear in mind, Robocop's a cyborg, so you know <laughs> emotion. Yeah, it's not supposed to be there, but you know, there was a part of Robocop that enjoyed ramming that spike into his neck. Oh, fucking right, man. And the audience loved it too, because he yeah. needed to get it. I I, I could watch Clarence <laughs> Bodica in three more films, man, but he needed to get fucked up. Like he had to it was too bad. Um Yeah, he was he was he was great. But even when, when you think Dick Jones has got him by the balls, man. Like, do you know, I mean, he's kind of got Dick Jones by the balls in a way as well. It's, but when he just rocks up in there, you're like, look at my face, Dick. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And he sticks his chewing gum on the secretary's nameplate. Yeah. And he's like, is that Barbara? Uh, I think he's sort of flirting with her, isn't he, in a way? I think, yeah, well. Well. He's sort of flirting at her. Yeah, he's Clarence in it. <laughs> I'm not sure she's buying it. No, nah. could have been worse, man. Could have been... I love the bit where I love the bit where RoboCop uh, the the sort of showdown at the factory. Yeah, and like RoboCop's just like walking him down, and Clarence is like, "Okay, you got me. You know, yeah. take me in." Yeah, and RoboCop's like, "No, I'm not here to arrest you." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. he's like, "Yeah, hang on a minute. Yeah, wait. <laughs> wait a minute." <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Stop playing around. Oh uh, no, Clarence! And then, as, as soon as his man drops that like crane full of shit on top of RoboCop, he is fucking straight on <laughs> and beating the hell out. He's awesome, man. Just, just a piece of shit. He's he's awesome. But you you've got to think that a guy like that probably hurt animals when he was a kid and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I uh, definitely. I I actually did find um. <laughs> I actually did find the list of um, charges, <laughs> no, uh, which was taken. Um, I don't know where they found found it in the film, but apparently he got convictions for, uh, including but not limited to, uh, contract killing, drug trafficking, human trafficking, Shit. multiple murder, rape, robbery, smuggling, theft, torture, mutilation, vandalism, uh, the death of 32 police officers including Alex Murphy um yeah so yeah he's um he, he's not Damn <laughs> that's a lot that's a hell of a the lot. guy is an asshole loves it as well though you can tell just yeah he, and he doesn't give a shit no but that, that, that... I mean even like even like when one of these guys turns up, we're in the same car, mm. and he blows it yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> just to test the guns. Boom. Yeah, just to test the the gun. He does look like a prick, uh, though. Like he just look. I think that 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 um, you know, bald head with the hair around the sides and them glasses, man. Like he just and just that voice. He looks like a real piece of shit. Like if you saw a picture of him in the paper, you'd be like, "He's done something." I don't know what, but that is <laughs> fucking guilty. He looks guilty. <laughs> he does though. Like he's just got that look where you're like, he looks like maybe he's touched children or something. Like he's just got 
And that's not the actor. That's just like that particular role, that attitude. Yeah. And, you know, he, he... and it's everything, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's the talk. It's how he dresses. It's, you know, how he walks. Everything is perfectly fucking vile. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. I, I love Clarence. Um, I know, I know you and Liam spoke about this bloody ages ago, but I think the film we need to see is Clarence and the police officer from Masters of the Universe. Oh, mate. Lubick. Lubick. Now we're talking. That would be... (laughs) That would be epic, man. Because those two fuckers are going to destroy the system. Oh, it'd be brilliant. Oh, we need to make a poster for that. <laughs> I might work on that at some point if I can get some decent images and just make Photoshop a poster, man. It'd be amazing. Oh, that'd be the one. Too <laughs> big, big Clarence. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Oh, man. Yeah. It writes itself. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. If only for Lubick telling Clarence that he's going to send him to prison for the next 850 years. <laughs> Lubick won, man. Because um, that's how long Kevin was going for. Yeah. He hadn't even done it. Kevin, Kevin found something. <laughs> found it. And, and gave it back into the police. <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> Imagine what he would have said to Clarence, mate. Fucking he, I don't reckon do you know what? I reckon if he had Luke if he if he got older Clarence. Yeah. I don't think Clarence would be coming out. I don't no. think he'd arrest him. I think he'd he put him down. And just be like, Yeah, you know, he fired at me, I fired at him, you know, he's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> shit got crazy. Yeah, shit got crazy. And, and to be fair to him, it probably would. <laughs> Clarence ain't going down without a fight. I don't think. Oh, that'd be a great movie. But I'd, I'd be, it'd have to like uh, should have made that back then. Proper yeah. grimy eighties New York man. Proper old school. It, I yeah, it's it's. Well, L.A. Ah oh, man, that'd be a film. Got me all excited. Yeah, now, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, yeah, Lubick's retired to somewhere nice for the peaceful life, and Clarence rolls into the neighborhood. And then someone rocks up to Lubick's house and is like, You know, you were the best man, we need you to do it one more time. <laughs> just that typical <laughs> shit. Lubick just, I don't do that shit no more, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> man. I, I miss those type of films. I mean, they're fucking shit, like, with the, I mean, it, it's by today's standards, but. You just gotta love it. <laughs> it is what it is. You gotta love it, man. I don't do that just... shit anymore. Yeah, you ever seen Black Dynamite? Oh, uh, yes. They do that shit, and that is great. It's like, <laughs> it's like we need you. We need you, Black Dynamite. I know I was the best CIA agent that the CIA ever had, <laughs> but I told you, you honkies, before the Black Dynamite was out of the game. Ah, <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, and it's weird as well. And I think we said earlier, yeah, these four characters all from the eighties. And eighties was the one for this type of shit. And early nineties, like it just, like I say, they, they they all just. And I mean, the other thing is as well now. I mean, I know we spoke as well about how sort of modern villains are 
they're not like this. Yeah. But if you if you put a character into a film that say comes out next year, because fuck knows when films coming yeah. out anymore. Um, if you put a character into a new film that was kind of like a mix of you know uh, you know he's a bit joker and there's some hans gruber in there and whatever we'd just sit and and look at it and and i know we'd pick that character apart yeah because the standards change man like you know what i mean we 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 wouldn't see that character as an original piece because we'd just look at it and go well that's just jack nicholson from batman or that's hans gruber but with an english accent or do you know what I mean? I think they're just not characters like that. Just aren't genuine anymore. I, I think in in the eighties where the the bar wasn't that high, and I don't mean in terms of the quality of films. Most of my favorite films are from the eighties or the nineties. But I, I think because it, it was a simpler time, man, and people didn't expect all these fucking twists and turns in their films and all that stuff. We just accepted things. Sometimes there's a, there's a real bastard, and there's just a kind yeah. of much as we hate the phrase an anti-hero type guy that's going to be a badass Dirty Harry that's going to go deal with it. And it's like, cool, I'll watch that all day. Whereas now, you know, we've seen films like The Matrix where, I mean, you know, that's over 20 years old now, where you've just pulled a guy out of reality and put him back in. Like, I mean, now you get a guy like that now, and it's just like, so? And and, and that's yeah. not necessarily, I mean, it's all about character, right? Like, if you get the character right, it doesn't matter. Again, like people yeah. remember the Joker, but Heath Ledger's Joker probably more than they do Agent Smith. Do you know what I mean? Even though it was a lot more grounded. Yeah. But I, I think these days, if whenever they try to make a character like that, they do it in cliche ways, whereas it felt more natural because they weren't thinking too hard about it. Like now yeah. they're thinking so hard that, I mean, the, the obvious one is always like someone like Bane. Right, where it's like, oh, you know, he killed his own men. Yeah. Oh man, he must be a badass. And it's like, and that guy's been killing their own men for the longest times that were real badass, but they did it cool. Like when Skeletor killed Sarad, that yeah. was cool, man. Like the whole build up from the whole evil Lin part, you know, like anything like that. If you do it right, it, it's it's cool. If you do it at the right moment in the right context, it's cool. But if you're doing it just to show how much of a badass someone is, then I know it, I know it, what you're doing, and I, I see you. That's yeah, it falls flat. Yeah, it falls really flat, and it's just like whatever, man. Like, I, I think they think too hard about things now. It's not organic anymore. Where, where yeah. four guys we just spoke about, you know, I I didn't need I didn't realize the Joker was crazy when he killed Bob at the end of the film. You know, he, he was nuts from the get go, and it was like it. It was all yeah. just part of it. Like, it was a lot more natural, man. Just like, yeah, and even like that bit where he kills Bob, it it's it's a surprise. But when you think about it, it's not a surprise because the guy's fucking unhinged. Yeah, we've already realised. Like, it, that that's not the moment that tells us who he is. That's that's just. <laughs> of course, he'd do that. Just Tuesday. Yeah, of course, he'd do that. We already knew that. Like, you know. So yeah, I think that that seems to be the way they tend to. Like, let's show you a real bastard. Oh man, he, he shot his own men because he failed. Like, oh yeah, I've seen that a million times. But yeah, and I've seen it done better like 20, 30 years ago. So, yeah, 
it's a shame, but it's nice that I do. I I am sort of pleased that I can remember film before film became like it is. Yeah, oh for sure, man. I mean, I mean, you've called it perfectly in the past, where you said it's you know it's the ADHD generation. Yeah, you know they need an explosion, they need a car chase, they need a gunfight. And then they're good for a couple of minutes, and then they need another car chase and another explosion and more. Yeah, even if it's little visual uh, stuff, I, they just need someone to be saying something all the time. It needs to be unlocking another layer of the plot or figuring out how this works. There's always just got to be something. There's never any quiet moments for you to reflect on what's just happened or see the acting in someone's face where they've just realised something. Yeah. There's nothing like that. Uh, and some, and but. I guess the studios have, have latched onto this trend because why wouldn't they? You know, I mean, makes money. That's that's nothing new. You know, film has done that forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I miss the the subtleties and the you know whether you know. I mean, when you think about it, right? Some guy somewhere sat down and wrote the character of the Kirk, yeah, and of Clarence and of Hans and the Joker. Yeah, and you think this whoever these people were, they poured every nasty thing they'd ever heard of into that character. Yeah, right. And I don't see that anymore. Nah, that is a lost start. I think it's gone. You know, we get bad guys that, yeah, what they've done is terrible. But when they talk, I mean, Heath Ledger's Joker. You find yourself understanding some of it where he comes from yeah to some degree um the same with uh Joaquin Phoenix is is Joker much the same um Thanos I, I can't say I relate to wiping out half the population of the planet no, but even but then you still get it and that's the whole point I, like... I I yeah I I understand his thinking yeah and I I, 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 can, um, I can see myself being swayed to that way of thinking. I mean, like uh, he makes a valid argument. I don't agree with it, but he makes a valid yeah. argument. But the Kurgan just like, yeah, a, 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 and raping plan- doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, a planet cannot survive, cannot sustain its population at its current rate. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. if you remove half the population, the planet survives. It thrives. Yeah, that's it. That makes sense. It, yeah, the maths add up. I don't agree with the method. But what he says is correct. Exactly, man. But you know, that can't be said um, for these other guys, man. Just full bastards. And, no, no, there was no. <laughs> you know, I, I I can't see me like chatting to any of these guys in the pub and say, "What do you do in your spare time?" It's like, well, <laughs> bit of drug trafficking, a bit of people trafficking. Yeah, and then I might just shoot my best friend for the hell of it. Um, it's like, do you know what? I'm going to go and stand somewhere else away from you. <laughs> oh, man, just check the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's a lost art. I, I think I'm going to actually start sending these podcasts to like the studios. Say, so, look, we want proper villains. Yeah. Not these watered down fucking idiots that we can relate to. <laughs> we just want, just give us an absolute piece of shit asshole bastard. That's it. Is that too I, much to ask? Exactly. Like I'm, just one. 
I like I like both. Yeah, that's it. I like both, but it's I, I arguably like the more sympathetic villains more. It's just I want a bit of variety, man. I, I miss a bastard. I miss a bad guy that I could just go, man. Do you remember that? He was crazy, man. The closest yeah. I can really even think of to one who was a real bastard in the way he dealt with shit was like maybe that in superhero stuff anyway, because that's all I really watch now like these days. But like man is still Zod, but then even them, I got him too. Do you know what I mean? I got yeah. his purpose and I understood and I felt for him a bit when you know he had no purpose left. So I was like, yeah, I get it. Well, in, in fairness, he, he was a soldier, he was bred to be a soldier. That's it. So yeah, I get it, man. I, get it. I guess and it's just actually um come to me. I, I'm sort of aware it's sort of sort of time to wrap it up. Uh, have you seen the, the Tarantino film, uh, Inglorious Bastards? Yes. The Christopher Walt yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is He's a boss. Properly he's and he's scarily good. Yeah, he, he he was a real bastard. He was he, he he's a good one. Back in more recent um, memory. But aside from him, I can't think of too many. Yeah. And then even he, he, like even that. him, like, you know, he, he he was a bastard for sure, but you know, he, he was a Nazi and but there was that it was that same kind of thing that perhaps we saw with Hans in that he toyed with his victims. Yeah, it's not what he was doing; it's how he enjoyed doing it. But yeah, yeah, you, you could be you could do bastard things because you're part of that team or whatever. But there's no need to be a bastard while you're doing it. Like, yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, to some degree, you could probably say, okay, it's a shit job, and someone has to do it yeah. from that point of view. Yeah. But yeah, to enjoy it and to drag it out for the victim who they know what's coming. Yeah, <laughs> to compliment a guy's suit just to toy with him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No need for it, man. Listen, as always, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, 100%, man. Thank you. <laughs> this this um, was a fun one. <laughs> I, I, we have talked about this for so long and... I know when we've covered films in the past, I mean, we, yeah, we always hang on like the bad guy because, yeah, <laughs> let's face it, they are more entertaining. Yeah, that's it. But you need to watch Highlander, man. I will. <laughs> I do. will. <laughs> the and tell Hermione to let you watch Die Hard. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've... all the way through. <laughs> I, I have I have seen it all the way through, just not yeah, often. Yeah, in one go. Not often. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, she just doesn't let me watch it often. But it's not... <laughs> I've, I've probably watched it twice, start to finish, in my whole life. Right, you know what I mean. So like, and 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 I've tried to watch it probably four more times, and and just like got to about twenty minutes in, and so like, oh, let's watch this. Ah, so maybe yeah, maybe this, maybe this Christmas, and I need to watch two and three. I mean, I've seen two, but I need to watch it properly, and I need to actually. Finish. Number two is is a good laugh, as I remember, oh. and number three for the fuck of it as well. Yeah, yeah. wicked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I will. I will look up Highlander. Yeah, do let me know when you do. It's it's one of those films that I know I should have seen. Oh man, I've got I've got loads of. For how much we talk about films, there's so many big classics I've not seen. Like, I just yeah, it's what it is. But I I love the stuff I have seen. So. Yeah, yeah. We we will um, and we'll have to figure something out. We'll try and get a, another one in before Christmas because yeah, for sure. I I look I looked at our calendar here for December and it's just like okay, 
no free time. Is that is that correct? Am I reading this properly? Yeah, no free time. Oh, okay. But we, we we'll squeeze something in. I'm sure. Hundred percent for sure. Until next time, mate. Look after yourself. You too, man. Take care. And I'll catch you again very soon. For sure. So there we go. Our four favourite bastards. Hope you enjoyed that. As always, massive thank you to Dan. It's always good fun to have him on the show. Uh, We will be back very soon. We have got some ideas for the next show. And yeah, until then, look after yourselves and we'll speak soon. Take it easy.